Welcome to another episode of Talk Toby to Me. I'm Jess. And I'm Meg, and we're two sisters that love to talk all things business, mindset, self-development, and everything in between. This is normally part of our weekly phone catch-ups, but hot girls don't gatekeep, so we've decided to bring our combos to you. Hey, Sissy Bay. Hey, Bo. I actually do want to start by saying thank you so much to everybody that has listened and gone out of their way to not only listen, but to message us and tell us like their feedback. And it's all been amazing. This is the first episode that we think we've fixed my audio. So hopefully I don't sound like I'm talking into a fucking tomato tin. (laughs) (laughs) I sound a little bit clearer. That was the Um, only, you know, constructive criticism that we got. Yeah. But we'd love to hear what you like, what you don't like, um, what you want to hear about, because we've got a list of topics that we want to share on the pod and discuss. But if there's anything in particular you want to know, or want us to chat about, let us know. Yeah. And also that was my gratitude for this week. The messages that we've received were exactly what we created this podcast for. Mm, They were actually well thought out. It was actually well thought out feedback. It wasn't just people being like, yeah, we love the pod. Like people were quite specific. And the feedback that we got was very much smack bang on what we were trying to achieve. Yeah. Also, can we just talk about the fact that I have my wine and I'm in my G-string. And if that's not giving Friday Arvo in front of the computer, I don't know what is. I love that we literally both don't have pants on. <laughs> it's a Friday. You're All right. So weekly catch up. Yeah. Weekly catch up. You can start. Okay. I had to make notes because I was like, what the fuck have I achieved? Like, what? not even what have I achieved? Because I don't have to achieve things every week. But I also messaged Emily. I said, what have I done this week that I could, that's worth mentioning on the pod? She said, I'm not sure. I said, okay, thanks for nothing. And she well, goes, ha, 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 you do amazing things every week. It's hard to keep up. That, that in Emily's yeah. language, that is like a big compliment. <laughs> the fact she replied is stunning. <laughs> um, no, love her. So it was kind of business as usual for me this week. Um, we are so on the same wavelength. It's fucking weird sometimes. Mm, I was thinking the exact same thing. I did sell Defy. So I sold one of my smaller businesses literally yesterday and I sold it actually to a student who's coming in next week to do training with me. And I've never met him before. We've talked a few times on the phone, obviously, about the training that he's coming to do. He's got a salon in Newcastle. He's learning microblading next week with me um, in our private training. And he inquired about the sale of Defy amongst a few other people, but he just seems like someone that actually has a lot of integrity is actually going to do what he has committed to and I wanted to hand over the business to someone who's actually going to give it the love that it needs that I don't have the capacity for so I'm really glad to have sold that to him so we've got to do a bit of a handover and he'll take the stock with him when he comes down next week for the training so it worked out really well and I'm glad you found someone Mm. like that for it because it is a bomb.com product yeah I've been using it when did I visit you Four weeks ago? Yeah, not that long ago. And literally my lashes have doubled in length. Mm. It's all all natural, (laughs) vegan, cruelty-free. Just give it a little plug. Yeah, it's a good product. I just don't have the time and energy to give it, like, my priorities are elsewhere. Let's just say that. Also, a cooked thing I've had to deal with this week was a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if I've told you this, but a couple of weeks ago I valeted my car. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, at the Crown in Sydney, which just to preface is, like, 
so expensive per One night, right? million dollars. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's so expensive. And if you're spending the weekend there, by the time you buy drinks, food, sit by the pool, eat at their restaurants, like you spend a fortune. And I valeted my car there at 5.30 p.m. on Friday. And when I picked up my car to come home, there was a message on the screen of my car saying, your car has detected a uh, collision at 6.12 p.m. on the Friday night. Literally the coolest technology. Also didn't know my car did that, but fucking grateful because like it literally told me where on the car the damage was. So I got out, had a look and I like brought it to the attention of the valet and we were like, what the fuck? And they were like, oh my God, like we'll look into our security footage and get back to you. Like we'll sort it out, blah, blah, blah. So we left and then I get an email saying we've reviewed our security footage and it wasn't us. And I'm like, my car has literally said the exact time, date and location on the car where the damage is. So I've replied to the email saying that's completely unacceptable. Like here's the evidence, yada, yada, yada. Like this is not okay. I've gone to my insurance company and they're like, unless you want to pay the excess, you have to identify the actual driver. And I'm like, so identifying the crown is not sufficient. So then they're like, make a police report and then we can use that, blah, blah, blah. Make a police report. Then they the cops call me and say, we actually can't, this is a civil matter. And because it was an agreement you made with the valet, we can't actually do anything about it. I'm like, well, first of all, I never made any agreement with the valet. You just give them the keys in the car and you assume they're going to look after it because that's their job. Anyway, so in the fine print of the, it's probably in the fine print when of you the, book hotel. the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so love that for me. First world problems, but also just fucking inconvenient. But it's also weird because I don't know if I've said this to you, but when I, when I got told that the car was in Oz, like after I'd ordered it months later, they're like, it's in Oz. Um, it's going to go through three weeks of testing. And then it'll be ready for you to um, pick up. I just had this really bad gut feeling. And I was saying to Emily, like, there's something about this. Like, the car doesn't feel aligned. Like, it didn't feel right. And the only Mm. other time that I can remember in the last, like, while where I've had that feeling is when I booked the tickets to Europe. Oh, yeah. And obviously anyone who knows me. A mission. Yeah, that trip was an absolute flop. Came home early. Long fucking story. But. It's really weird because I had this fucking bad feeling about the car. I've had nothing but problems with it. And then this has happened and I'm just like, good fucking riddance to this thing. It's meant to be the experience of a lifetime getting this like dream car. And it's just been a nightmare. So I'm going to try and sell it and just go back to Audi or something because this is if not If anyone it. wants to buy a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants a lemon, I've got one ready for you. Um, I'm really so, yeah. selling it. Oh, Another little, like, not to do with me at all, but anyone in the country music arena, there's been a lot of new music out lately Mm. by country music legends. So Luke Combs brought out new music, Morgan Wallen. What's his name? Warren Zeters. Like, elite new country music out if anyone's interested. Look it up. (laughs) So that's my week. How was yours? Yeah, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. Very much business as usual for me as well. I had a very busy week just doing the usual coaching things that I do. However, I just did a full revamp of the programs that I have on my website. So I've got five programs that are on my website. They're all like passive income for me because they're completely automated. You can start them at any time. And it's kind of like a entry level to our community. But I've just had an overhaul of... I guess, the value that they receive throughout the program. And I've strategized it so that there's 
multiple points of attempting to upsell along the way because I found these programs are so popular and for good reason like they're really good for the price point but I found I was getting so many people on them but then they would just drop off at the end and there wasn't enough contact in between to upsell them at the end I had a few emails that would go out but I've just done a complete overhaul and now they get messages every single week with lots of extra value so I've taken little snippets from my VIP coaching course and you know discount codes for the recipe book and the booty bands and all that type of thing Um, and then there's points where we try and get them to book in for a call with me to then try and upsell to VIP coaching and is Um, that via email marketing that these extra touch points it was originally by by email but I've actually just moved it in app I just feel like it's gives a little more personal vibe and I think I'll have a better chance at upsell that way so we're just going to test it like Mm -hmm. everything with marketing you do a lot of a b testing so you do you run something for one to you know three months whatever it is and then change it up and see what works better but yeah just refining the I guess client experience for them and also the opportunity to upsell for me because I found people really underestimate how you should be focusing on retention retention and upsell yeah, because there's it takes a lot less time and energy to ups to retain current clients and upsell those clients than it does to acquire new clients. Yes, so obviously we'll be working on acquiring new clients as well, but I felt like there was a big gap that we still had a lot of opportunity for there. So especially with the upcoming like recession, it's there's a lot of important there should be a lot of importance on retaining those clients that already trust you and see value in your services because it is going to be a lot easier for businesses to add value and service and gain income from existing clients rather than obtaining new clients that don't yet have that trust in you. Mm, 100% and that's why it's less time and energy because they, you've already built that trust. Yeah, yeah. So on that note of you saying you're, you've added in more touch points to get people on a call, like to give them the opportunity to jump on a call to discuss like op- like a discovery call, I guess, to discuss options with you. For me, I find that so beneficial too with potential students because there's an element in the stages of selling, selling, yes, where there's a series of things a person goes through to commit to selling. And basically you've got to get them to a place of feeling safe to make that purchase. So in the training I did, I pointed out, yeah, I find it it's interesting. I find it so much easier to convert someone on a phone call. And Jesse said, well, yeah, easier to get them to feel safe in that phone call rather than text on an Instagram story. And because in my personality, I naturally can make someone feel a lot safer in their purchase than if they're just reading text on a screen. And that's because of things like I can tell them the value that I provide and X, Y, Z. And me with my authentic just self talking to them on the phone, they're like, wow, I feel really comfortable in this decision rather than me just writing text on a story. So I think that there is a very high value in getting people on those phone calls for like a lot of businesses and it depends on where you're at. Obviously there's lots of businesses that don't need to do that. Yeah. And if you can make someone feel safe to make that purchase or decision in other ways, great. But for you and I, I think in our personalities, we like with our empathy or whatever, we are able to get people to that place on a phone call a lot easier. 
Yeah, 100%. And what you said about it's obviously different for different people and different businesses, because I think people will see something, let's say on social media from a quote unquote business coach that says, don't do calls and they just run with it. And I think it's really important to obviously understand your strengths and do you know what I mean? Yeah. And for example, I fucking hate doing social media. So the effort I put into that versus a five, 10 minute phone call that I can have with a potential student, I'm so authentic on the phone. I'm like, I'm passionate about X, Y, Z, whereas it just doesn't come across for me on social media as much because it, I just, it just doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't come as easily to me, I should say. Yeah. And even just what you said about how, how it is natural for us. It's interesting because I've done a lot of I guess like my own research on sales and stuff in the last however long year or whatever. And it has been really interesting seeing all of the quote unquote techniques that I've already been doing without realizing it. Mm. It's not necessarily been something that's added to my skill set, but me being aware of doing it has made it so much more like in flow and a lot easier. Mm, it's so like, like you said it. Because you know you're doing it with a purpose for a purpose. Yeah. And I feel so much more grounded and confident going into calls. Like I literally feel so just excited, nothing, no nerves or anything going mm. into those calls. And I I obviously coach a few people that do them and I know a lot of people, yeah, in the industry that would hate like the thought of getting on a call is like the worst thing ever so but that was yeah. me six months ago even yeah and like what we're saying right now about how incredible calls work for us like could be completely different again in six months but and you couldn't have paid me even less than six months ago to get on a call and do this like Emily would put them in my calendar and I would be like not shitting bricks but I'd be like procrastinating like I don't want to make that phone call I don't want to make that phone call yeah it's so interesting the more you push yourself out of your comfort zone shit just gets easier because you just like what's that what's the saying like or the word like you just become accustomed to like there's like a saying or something to do with that I think your threshold for yes increases 100% because yeah I still feel anxiety about things in my business and just general self-development on the daily but the difference now is it lasts for like a few Mm. seconds and I'm able to talk myself out of it and use strategies that I've obviously developed over time to get through it so much faster. I also think we should just disclaimer like we both have raging anxiety like often we're not sitting here saying that we definitely don't have anxiety it's just about these things that we used to have anxiety about we don't anymore but we've just got anxiety about other things now. Yeah, but like we've obviously worked on those things. So yes. that's why it's gotten easier. So anyway, the other thing that we've just finalized is a new, I guess, lead magnet. So like a freebie that we're putting out, which is you have a, what's yours? Like five Ours tips. Ours is an ebook. Yeah, five common mistakes in PMU. PMU is permanent makeup, by the way, guys, if I'm ever talking about that. Um, so we've just created one, which is essentially my VIP coaching long-term goal setting workbook, um, which I think is the bee's knees. <laughs> I want to do that. Can I do it? You okay. literally have access to it. You are my worst client. <laughs> oh, I fully know that. I get emails <laughs> being like, do this, do that. And I'm like, oh, that's probably not for me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just probably chucked in the mailing list. Like surely I don't have to do that. Um, oh, today's your check-in reminder. Nah, that, that can't be for me. <laughs> yeah, it must be a typo. <laughs> that's, a, that's a mistake. 
Anyway, so yeah, I think this workbook is incredible and it kind of gives people a little bit of a taste of what you get. I think you need to backtrack and explain what a lead magnet is because a lot of people won't know what that is. So a lead magnet is something that, for example, when if you go onto someone's website, there might be a pop-up that says, sign up to our mailing list and get a free ebook or get a free something. And basically you put your email in and then they've got your email address then to then further market to you. So it's a lead magnet in the context that it's an, it's a something that you create that adds value to your audience that you'll exchange for an email to then be able to add them to your mailing list. So that's what a lead magnet is. And then your new lead magnet is what? The long-term goal setting workbook. Yeah. So generally when you, you're giving a freebie, like just said, you're adding value, but you're wanting to think about your business as a whole and I guess what they would achieve by coming to your business. And you want to give them like a piece, a small piece of the pie. To, like a little taste yeah. of what they can get, what they can experience if they were inside your business in any capacity. And it's important to obviously, what's, how can I say, like they need to achieve something. Well, they need to obtain some kind of value from it. So it might even be like a discount, like a lot of retail stores will have a discount code. So you put your email in, their lead magnet's just giving you a discount code for your first purchase. Yeah. Our lead magnet, because we educate, is an educational tool. So mine's an ebook to teach you something. Yours is kind of a smaller little piece of why, of what you do in your business. Yeah. What will get you to your goals? And a lot of people, they can't achieve their goals because they're not clear on their goals in the first place. So this gets them clear on their goals and the actions they need to take to get there. But then a lot of the people will probably realize, okay, I need assistance to actually action these things. And that's Mm. when obviously they'll be seeing our marketing and whatnot. Um, And then we've been working on an email sequence that will go along with that where You know, if someone opens it, they get an email about how did you go, blah, blah, blah. And if someone doesn't open it, they'll get a different email and it kind of goes down a automation sequence. So that's my weekly update. I feel like we were like, yeah, business as usual. And then like, actually we did. Well, it's, these things are kind of like projects that you've been working on. Lots of these things. Yeah. They're like kind of have been, you know, constantly working on different things. Mm. Um, But these are just two things we've just finalized this week. I'm actually really happy for you because there's nothing more satisfying than like getting further along in a project. Yeah. Especially something like I know you and I've spent a lot of time trying to find these people. Mm. So happy for us. Happy for you. Let's jump into a gratitude. We're just going to do one each because I think that the three is a bit much, especially when we've been talking for 400 minutes. You can just do yours because I did mine at the start with the podcast. How the feedback we've been getting is exactly like what we've been. Absolutely. Yeah. Very grateful for that. Um, I'm really grateful for my vibrator. Honestly, what did I tell you? Looks like a dick, has no trauma. (laughs) Looks like a dick, has no red flags. (laughs) So that's what I'm grateful for this week. We love that. Let's mm, get into the, topic. into the topic. <laughs> so I was going a bit haywire for a second. <laughs> Girls gone wild. <laughs> okay, so the topic for today is talking about your personal values and we're going to then talk about how that transfers over into your business. Or so, your life in general. Yeah. So what I wanted to start by saying was whenever people ask, like, what is your definition of success? The thing that I always say is having the freedom and the confidence to live in alignment with your highest values. And Mm. so obviously success is going to look completely different for everyone. But the 
reason why identifying your highest values is so important is because it's obviously going to increase your happiness. And I think that what you were saying when we were talking about this earlier is that a lot of people confuse their values with what they think they should be or what other people's values are. And I think when you can live in alignment with your own authentic values, your happiness is going to look very different to the next person's. But if you can identify your values, like let's say your top five, you you will then make decisions in life and business based on those. And it also makes the decision-making process a lot easier. So when you're choosing a partner, when you're making business decisions, when you're choosing how you spend your free time, like making those decisions to reflect your values, it, it makes it a lot easier to make decisions. And mm-hmm. then it makes your life a lot more fulfilling. Yeah, a lot more flowy, like a lot easier mm. and more fulfilling. Because you're not making decisions based on how you think your life should be or how and, you think other people's lives look. And yeah, that is a really key point because so many people base their idea of success on external things or like society's idea of um, what success is. So for someone, success might be based on building, creating a family and having, you know, a family home and all of that type of thing. And for someone else, it could be achieving wealth. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong. It, And that's why it's so important to be able to identify mm. what is important to you. And I think when you can break down what your values are, they may also conflict in some ways. So for example, two of mine conflict and it means that the decisions I make have to, well, they don't conflict, but they they could if I didn't like balance my decisions and how I spend my time to meet both of those values and we'll obviously get into them. But yeah, that's really interesting for people that aren't familiar with values or haven't thought that much into them. Values are not goals and they're not personality traits. So people can get them very confused with goals. Your values may stay the same for a period of time, but your goals may change. So yeah. they're very different. Goals are things you want to achieve. Values are like principles that you have as a person. I might just rattle off a few and then we'll get into ours. Yeah. Just so people kind of have a, an idea. Yeah. And then we can talk about how you can identify yours. Um, this is in alphabetical order. I'm literally just going to rattle off the first few in the list. Yeah. Acceptance, adventure, assertiveness, beauty, caring, challenge, compassion, connection, conformity cooperation, courage, equality, excitement, flexibility, fitness, friendliness, intimacy, justice. So does that kind of give a rough idea of? Yeah. And I think some of those to me are even like, I would put intimacy under the overall value of connection. Yeah. 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 For sure. For me, connection is one of my highest values and intimacy is a part of that. Well, so Yeah, one of mine is like a kind of two-in-one. So yeah, 100% agree. Why don't we put a link in the show notes to the two documents? We each have a separate document. I was given mine by my first business coach. And where did you get your... Yeah, which I also love because I feel like um, that one, it really simplifies the process. Mm. It was basically like a list of like 100 and you had to mark them as yes, no, maybe. And then you keep refining until you get to the ones that were like key for you. The one that I got, which I actually now use for clients, is like an adapted version from Dr. John Martini. He's a author. I'm sure you've probably read some of his books. It's, um, I actually haven't. As if. You surely have. 
Okay, intact. But anyway, it's, I guess, like an extended version. So essentially that workbook, which is a, a good way to kind of explain how you can figure them out, it goes through a series of questions that you answer. So instead of just saying yes, no, maybe, you'll answer a series of questions that are like, how do you spend most of your time? What energizes you? What motivates you? Um, I love that. Where are you most reliable, disciplined, and focused? What does your internal dialogue say? And some there's some really simple ones that I think you guys could probably start thinking about now, like what type of things or what fills your space? What lights like, you up? Anyway, so let's dive in. Is that like the podcast starter pack? Let's dive in. Yeah. <laughs> I have a podcast starter pack. I say, <laughs> let's dive in. Um, okay. Do you want to start with your first value? And these are in no particular order. I'm really yeah. interested to see the ones that are not the same for us. I and I think they would still be very high. They're probably like, although I feel like also you get stuck in your head of what they are and then you just don't really think about others, but they're, you're probably they're de- like, just because I have five or six on my list doesn't mean they're my only values. That's a really good point though, for people to know that just because something is not in your top five doesn't mean you don't value it. Mm. So mm. I, I remember like, kindness is not on my top five and I was like wow I can't say that that makes me sound like a cunt (laughs) but kindness to me would come under integrity and connection Mm. anyway what's your first growth which is absolutely yours yeah love that shit we are not trees or rocks (laughs) if you didn't listen to the last ep go back um and something I want to say on that is I was actually reflecting a few days ago about my growth in my business. I'm not happier now than I was when I started my PT business. And that's because I'm still growing at, like I'm still growing. So, you know, my income is very different. My business is very different, but I'm not necessarily happier. I mean, there's a, we could psychoanalyze why growth is one of our highest values, but. Oh yeah. There's a lot of childhood trauma there, surely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like, like, are we feeling like not good enough, whatever, but yeah, we always want to work on the next thing. It lights me up to have a project that I'm working towards. Yeah. hundred percent. It's not necessarily achieving, like it's not the end goal. It's the, the process process. of, yeah. Mm. And also we're not just talking growth in our business. Like for me, personal growth and Mm. for you is huge. Like growth in our spirituality, growth in our health, like growth in our emotional intelligence. Like we are sitting here, like giving you our two cents, but we are on a constant journey and we are not healed. We are not at the end of any of these things. Like we are constantly on this journey and that's what we love about it is I'm always going to be healing. I'm always going to be working towards my, like growing my intelligence, my emotional intelligence, my communication skills, my relationship, how I show up for you, for my Yeah. And it's like, that's so key because mm -hmm. I feel less happy when I'm not growing, when Mm -hmm. I'm not moving towards something. Yeah. And also it changes how we show up for other people too. I feel like the me six months ago and even the me to five, 10 years ago, like I'm just like, you would much rather be around me now than then for sure. Mm. Um, I'm probably going to cut this out, but it actually blows my mind when you like know people that are literally the fucking same as 10 years ago. No, don't cut that out. That's fucking cool. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? They are rocks. rocks. They are rocks. (laughs) Don't be a rock. That's when you get that print on a (laughs) t-shirt. 
Don't be a rock bitch. My girlfriend, Danielle, is going to lose it over that because we both changed our names like in each other's phones as like I put her in as Danielle Rock Tree Turner. (laughs) Shout out to Danielle Um, because we were laughing so hard over that. Let's move on to the next one. You go. Okay. So one of my highest values is integrity. And what I mean by that is doing what you say you're going to do, being who you say you are, showing up the way you say you will how would you explain integrity i recently put an ad out obviously to hire a new coach which is also something i've been going through this week um but i created a reel and i put like our company values Mm. over the top of the reel as a voiceover and one of them was integrity real i literally love that reel honesty what to me comes under integrity yeah definitely so okay this is the big thing for me with integrity who i am behind closed doors versus who I am in the public or to your face or whatever is the same fucking person. Yeah, 100%. And that's like with authenticity, I feel. Yeah, like I'm not pretending I'm this person here and being this person here. Mm. I haven't always been that way, that's for sure. So what's your next one? Oh, do you want to touch on authenticity? Because that kind of is similar to integrity. Oh, fuck. Nanny's calling me again. (laughs) She'll call me next. She literally is so... Margaret. She's so cute. No, dead said I spent 15 minutes on the phone to her yesterday trying to talk her through how to use WhatsApp to try and listen to our podcast. She called me four oh times. Oh my God, my heart. I know. And I think because I ended up canning the WhatsApp idea and try, and I emailed it to her. So I'm sure she's calling to give us a review. <laughs> anyway. Oh, she's ringing me. <laughs> Hang on. Hi, Nanny. I'm just recording the podcast with Meg. Can I call you back? Oh, yes. I'm not, tell her I got it. I've got it. I've got yay. the podcast she sent me. Oh, my God. How good. She said yay. We're actually recording on right now. Computer, on the computer. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. I'll call you back when we're finished. Okay, girl. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Oh, my God. She's so happy that she got it. Yeah. And, oh, bless. I love her. So authenticity is being really true to your own personality. Mm. And I think regardless of, you know, external pressures and stuff like that. How you think you should show up. Yeah, and this, this is, is you're so you are the most authentic person that I know. That's literally the biggest compliment. And it this is huge in my business because authenticity builds trust. Yeah, 100% and like it's so interesting seeing the type of clients that I attract and I've got a lot of friends in the industry and the community is just not they don't have the same connection that ours does and I know it's because the way I show up attracts a certain type of person that's very like-minded. And so our community is literally like the best group of like-minded women. I think on that note too, is that I, I, I don't know who you're talking about, but I'm just saying another coach, for example, their values will be different. Yeah. Or they may think their values should be different. Yeah. So say they capitalize on how they look to attract clients, they're going to attract clients that align with that Yeah, wow. Those values. I know another one that we share is contribution. So let's move on to that. So contribution is probably quite prevalent for anyone that's inside our businesses or is aware of our businesses. Like a lot of my personal followers, not that I have many, would not know a lot about my business, but my business is where I can contribute. Like I feel like you've got a personal brand as well as your business. So you provide value and contribute to your community via both platforms. I don't really in my personal Instagram, for example, Yeah. but through my business, it's very prevalent. Well, I hope it's very prevalent that 
one of my highest values is contribution. So I want to be contributing to the world or my clients, students. Um, I want to provide value and really make a difference in their make lives. It, and yeah, I know you're impact. the same. Yeah, make yeah. an impact, make a difference. Yeah. And yours is very prevalent. That that's big for you. Next one, um, you go. A big value of mine is connection. So I used to actually revisited my values in the past year. And prior to revisiting them, one of my highest values was family. And I actually changed it to connection because I realized that just because your family doesn't mean you're connected. And to me, connection is so important in all my relationships. So if I don't feel like an emotional, a physical, a spiritual, whatever else connection with someone like that was a huge catalyst for me to refine my relationships and my environment because I really need so for example like when you talk about love languages one of mine is quality time Mm, Um, same yeah so I really value like it doesn't I don't care if I'm sitting watching tv with you that's not connecting to me like yeah sitting watching tv with someone for me is not bringing me closer to that person, but like spending time having like a conversation that's meaningful or, um, you know, really connecting with someone on a spiritual level or an emotional level. That's what fulfills me. Yeah. And I actually remember when you called me and you kind of had this, I guess, light bulb moment about that. We had a full conversation and I was like, it just makes so much sense. Mm. This is another example of why understanding your highest values is so important because Yes. If there's a lot of resistance in some area of your life, it's very likely that it's not in alignment with your values. 100%. So for example, if you're in a relationship and one of your highest values is connection and you're not getting that, the relationship is going to be fucking hard. And mm. when you can recognize that. It makes it very clear what you need to express yeah. to get your needs met and your values met. A hundred percent. And also in, if we're talking about relationships, like finding someone whose values align with your values is absolutely essential. Mm. So if you're choosing your relationships and so highly unqualified to be giving relationship advice. I can, um, but, what's the word? Like verify. <laughs> yes. Yes. You are qualified. No. Well, I think I've learned from my mistakes, I suppose. I think if you're making your relationship decisions based on what you think your values are or what you think your relationship should look like and they're not in alignment with your actual values and that's where you're going to have a disconnect. You'll also find that your love language will match your values. Maybe we can do another whole episode. On <laughs> yeah, well, let's just stop with the relationship advice over here. Oh, um, I just had to pull my G. Do you ever get that thing where your G? Oh, your G. No, this G string is. This one's so tight and it's like a T string. So it's like, I'm like a, you know, the roll roast with the string. <laughs> That's me right now. Okay. okay. Next, Next one. one for me is freedom. Mm. So freedom obviously is very self explanatory, but. I guess we can, but also it could mean different things for different people. Yeah. Freedom for me is being able to live my life and run my business on my own terms. The lifestyle I've created for myself now has so much freedom in the way that you do what the fuck you want when you want. Yeah. And obviously there's been a lot in the last, I'd say year and a half that I've had to compromise on with this. And this is the one that I was talking about when you said, you had conflicting ones. I, I don't know if that's the same kind of thing, but there's a lot that I've had to compromise on with freedom 
for example, people booking in calls because I know long-term it's going to give me more structure, which is going to give me more freedom, if that makes sense. Mm, Yeah, it's a strategy. Yeah, so like there's certain things in my Mm. routine that in that moment aren't necessarily like freedom, but big picture, it gives me more freedom. Mm. Or like, sorry, on that note is because you have a value, it doesn't mean you're making your minute by minute decisions for that value. It means you're making long-term decisions on that value for that value as well. Yeah. And that's also massive with the life that I'm creating now is for freedom in the future. Mm. Because if freedom was your value, just because freedom's your value doesn't mean you're going to be like, oh, I don't feel like fucking doing this right now. I'm going to go fucking do this instead. Yeah. 100%. Because freedom. Yeah, like long-term freedom is me having created a business that I can run from anywhere, having financial freedom. Just for me to add on that, I actually have, and this might be strange to some people and I don't know what your opinion is on this, but I actually have security slash freedom slash safety. To me, they all relate. They may not to other people, but this would obviously come back to childhood trauma or whatever. But I feel like for me, freedom is... Like, yeah, feeling secure that I have enough money to do the things I want to do and I feel safe in my lifestyle. Like, I feel safe that I can provide for myself. Yeah. Like, I feel so, like, anxious and... Dysregulated. Dysregulated when I don't feel secure in my income or in my relationships or in my, like, I don't feel safe. Like to me, these three all relate. So they probably don't for a lot of other people, but I don't feel freedom if I'm stressed about money or if I'm not feeling safe in my relationships or like, so that's why I feel like a lot of values can kind of like they all relate. Yeah. That's why it's really hard when you get that list of a million or a hundred, let's say, like not be dramatic, Jess, and you've got to refine it because a lot of them are interchangeable. Well, that's like with the family slash connection thing you were talking about earlier. This um, document that I use for clients, the way it kind of asks you questions at the end, it gets you to look at how you've described the things you're talking about. Or interpreted. Yeah. And that kind of gives you the specific words. Um, So my last one, or it's not in any order, but the remaining one on my list, health. And when I say health, I'm talking about physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health evident in the journey that you've been on Mm. that it is one of your highest values and like for example if I meet someone like I'm single guys like don't get me wrong I like I'm not fucking perfect with my diet at all but like if they don't give a shit about eating healthy they put crap in their body preservatives like that is a huge no no that's never happening for me like but also on that note if they're not fueling their mind and they're like if they don't go to the gym, like it's all under that health banner yeah. for me. Yeah. My last one is two in one, fun and curiosity. So Ooh, I think- I love that. Yeah. I think fun kind of is a byproduct of curiosity, but something that has been extremely evident for me in the last, well, I guess I've realized that it's one of my highest values I think I actually realized this in my last comp prep because that is very rigid, structured, no space for curiosity. And I love trying new things, going to new places, new adventures, like that lights me up. So in my, I guess, free time, 
a lot of that is spent trying new things and new experiences. Mm, That's so funny because that's probably the only one that I don't resonate with because Mm. I would much rather, and I've just been reflecting while you were talking. Don't get me wrong. I love going for like hikes and doing and like going out to restaurants. But for me, going to a restaurant, it's I'm connecting with the person I'm eating with or I'm like being physically healthy going on a hike. It's not like because I'm doing it for fun. I would much rather stay at home and read my book than go out and do a new experience. So that's probably the only one that doesn't resonate with me that's yours. Do you know what's so funny? I literally, you know how Dad and Ros will like ask what we want for Christmas and I literally have no idea because I just, yeah. if I want something, I just buy it. Yeah. And okay, last, Chris, last Christmas, I was like, I don't fucking know. So they got me, I literally asked them to get me one of those um, jetpack board things. <laughs> okay. If there is not one conversation that just separates us as people right now, it is what you asked for Christmas and what I asked for for Christmas. <laughs> so do you remember what I asked for for Christmas? I asked for an electric toothbrush. Yeah, I got it for you. <laughs> that is actually the most dividing thing I've ever heard about us because we people think we're the same person. So thank you guys so much for listening to episode three of Talk Toby to Me Pod. We hope that sheds some light on values and our values and gives you a little bit of inspo to go and think about yours. Um, our next episode will be on how we do it all. We don't, by the way. But that's the topic. It's a highly um, requested app. Mm, mm. So we're going to share our secrets and be real with you that we don't, but we'll share the tools that we do use to help us get shit done. And we would seriously appreciate it if you could take a few seconds to leave us a review on the podcast, whatever, wherever you're streaming it. One of my girlfriends sent me a screenshot that she'd reviewed it just randomly. And we got into this conversation about how important reviews are for businesses and I didn't realize until obviously my business progressed yeah and I think if you're a fellow business owner or if you're a business owner to be you will thank me later because it'll come back around the so, people that don't leave reviews don't have a business or have any reason that's what to I'm receive saying. a review yeah and I didn't so realize valuable. until I put my business on google I didn't realize how important reviews were so now that I do I'm like thinking back to all the people that have probably asked me to do a review, even if it was just Baz from the local cafe. <laughs> I, if someone asks me to write a review, I do it then and there. Cause then I don't, I'm not adding it to my to-do list. Yeah. I just fucking punch it out. It's done. They've got what they need to help them. It's taken me 20 yeah. seconds. Yeah. And you've helped someone else. But like, I used to think like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And you kind of, cause you don't realize how important they are. You don't, you know, you don't go to the effort to do it. How long can Jess and Meg talk about reviews on a podcast? (laughs) We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Woo!